This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the Tune In radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall and this is... Monglash. And joining us is Adrian Raythiel. Welcome once Good again to, to uh, the Bible study section. I like how you you let me say my name, but he couldn't possibly say his own name. <laughs> it's like you have to say it for him. <laughs> well, I just wanted to give a special welcome. You're giving me a hard time for this now. I mean, just, no, we're, try, no. we're trying actually, to be polite. We're trying to impress the new boss. Yeah, well, actually, we've had some listeners uh, texting in and welcoming you to the conference. So some of the young Bible workers in the area who like to listen. So Great. Shout out to Jazz, by the way, and shout out to uh, Jonas. Girls, how are you? Yep. Good morning to all the Bible workers out there. Yeah, fantastic. And Lyle? Yes. Someone's got you. No, Someone's no, no, no. Someone's answered the first clue. I rule against this. On the first clue, and this person answered it before you knew it, so this person's getting double prizes. Congratulations, Karen. The answer was Abel. It I was Abel. I should have gone back a bit further, shouldn't I? It's kind of funny because <laughs> I didn't quite go back the clue was the clue was Jesus told the Pharisees, Pharisees and teachers of the law that they were responsible for all the prophets' bloodshed from me to Zechariah, and it's literally from A to Z, from Abel to Zechariah. Isn't that funny? Is it just not me? A to Z? It is from A to Z. You know how people say A to Z. Blah, 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 from A to Z. It's like a phrase, and this American. is like Abel starts with A, and Zechariah starts. With, oh, sorry, Z. A to Z. <laughs> I, see, I see where you're getting at now. A to Z. I see. Okay. See okay. what I have to put up with here, Adrian. <laughs> He's married to an American. Yeah. <laughs> he should be used and then, to this. And then I come into the studio, and I still have to. No, I'm married to an Australian as of yesterday. Okay. Do you oh. want? Congratulations. Yes. She's been naturalized. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. We injected her with Aussie venom. No, what? <laughs> um, do you want to, uh, for, clue, for quiz number four, would you like to continue with the who am I's or do you want to transition to a what number am I? Oh, 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 oh. Um, and questions, questions, questions. You're the quiz master, Mon. You go for it. I'm just, I feel like because you're really losing out today, you might want like to have a choice somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. All right, let's go with the number. Okay, okay, okay. What number am I? The Ark of the Covenant was at the house of Obed-Edom. This many months. Oh, you've got to be joking. Did <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mention that the number was way harder than the Who Am I? <laughs> Give us a call if you know what number that is. A number, of course, to call is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. You can text your answer 0491-064-669. Let's do this a record. Let's see if we can smash out four prizes today. Yes. Four prize winners, Indeed. I should say. Okay, what's my stab looking like? Your stab's looking terribly wrong. Ah. So double prizes if you can tell me before Lyle tells me. Come on, folks. <coughs> okay, so this. welcome to uh, our Encounter with God section where we are part of the 20 million movement, 20 million people around the world studying the same passage of the Bible together at the same time. Uh, Adrian Raythiel, um, new president for the North New South Wales uh, region of the Seventh Adventist Church, is joining us. Would you like to share with us Second Corinthians chapter nine and verse seven, please? So you'd like me to read that, hey? Yes. Okay. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Okay, so what does that tell us about giving? Because, I mean, we all give when we go to church. Uh, we all give when people knock on our door. Sometimes, I don't give when people call on the phone because I never trust them on the phone, but sometimes we give when, when, when people call us on the phone. Uh, we Yesterday we talked about you know setting up a system of giving mm-hmm. so we can do it in an organized manner. 
But what's this passage telling us about giving right here? I think uh, it talks about the attitude behind giving. Okay. Because if you give begrudgingly, the person who's receiving it is, is going to feel terrible. Oh. If you think about it, right? Yeah. Like if you ask me for my phone right now, ask me for my phone. Mon, can I have your phone? Oh, okay. Like you don't Thanks. really feel like I wanted. Okay, can I have that back now? Actually, nope. no, I, I, this here. was a terrible analogy. Why did I do let me, this? Let me see if I can find. Shell, help me. Give me my phone. <laughs> see, it doesn't really feel great. You didn't really feel like I wanted to give it to you at all, did you? No. It's just a, to me, it's about the same as it. not having given it at all. But that's only because it came from you. Right. <laughs> is this passage just talking about money or is it other things as well? Very right. good point. Very good point. And so if we look at, uh, for instance, what's happening in the northern part of our region right now where the bushfires have been raging through, yeah. I think there's going to be people there that need a lot more than just money. Yeah. Um, there's been obviously a lot of uh, you know accommodation that's been provided, um, food that has been provided. And some of these people are going to be rebuilding their homes from nothing, uh, from ashes and I think that, you know, donations, generous donations of all kinds of different things yep. will be valuable up there. And particularly, you know, when you put this in its context, um, Adrian, back in the day, money and currency wasn't as widely used as it is today. Correct, yep. And yep. so a lot of what have been, what would have been given and collected in those days uh, would have been, you know, tangible goods. One of the things that um, just hits me over and over again about the Bible is how relevant it is. You know, this this passage was written, what, 2,000 years ago, roughly. And yet, you know, in our culture, in our generation here in Australia, so much of what we see is about me, me, me. What can I get? You know, the latest this, the best that, the, the next version of whatever it might be. And it's about me. And yet, here this principles coming through in scripture that God wants us to look not at ourselves but look outside to look at somebody else you know and there's um, you know people can have a lot of toys whatever those toys might be but it doesn't bring happiness and yet when you give somebody or you stop to help somebody on the side of the road or somebody's got a need you feel good about that so this principle is just coming through and it's it, it, it's relevant today as it ever was Yes, absolutely. If you want to get a genuine dopamine hit, then uh, do something do something good for somebody else. Absolutely. I'm involved in a, uh, a charitable organisation that uh, meets on Thursdays, and it's made up of just a whole broad sweep of people from the community. And we have all kinds of you know character. We have some some rather colourful characters there, which um, you know they they really bring the uh, the fun and uh, comedy factor <laughs> to uh, to our charity, which is really fantastic. Um, but every single person who comes there goes away blessed. These are not, these are not um, you know, some of them are religious, but the majority of them are not religious people, but they are helping other people out. They yep. are giving their time. They are giving their resources. Uh, they are traveling there. Um, <clears throat> a lot of them, you know, they run around and, and collect food from the various supermarkets that's um, being thrown out at, so that it can be recycled and go to poorer people in the community, this kind of thing. Uh, there's about 15 of them, I guess, that get together every week, and they just go away blessed. And we've often spoken about the healing power of helping others. Like you help other people and it, heal, and it heals yourself. Yeah. Okay, so think about this. Think about the, uh, the dopamine hit that you get when you receive something. So Christmas time comes. Should we use that word this early in the year? Yes. Um, it's coming retail quickly. Is yeah. <laughs> retail started preparing That's, two weeks ago uh-huh, for Christmas. Uh-huh. Okay, so we can, we can start using that word. So we use the, uh, the Christmas word, but it's coming. And at Christmas time, you know, I remember being a kid and not being able to sleep the night before because of all the things I was going to get. <laughs> yep. But the reality is you get such a bigger blessing by giving to others, you know, 
at Christmas time or at any time than what you do by receiving. And when you re- when you look forward to receiving something, it always is just a little bit flatter than what you expected it to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not looking forward to it, it's just amazing. Some disappointment um, there, buried deep, Lyle. <laughs> I remember, I remember <laughs> as a kid, you know, you'd look at this big pile of presents and like, man, I'm going to be loaded with toys tomorrow. And then the next day comes like, well, you know, that's pretty great, but it just didn't seem as big. Yeah, what's uh-huh. next? Once, once the paper disappears, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, but the the you know and this is a biblical principle. The Bible told us this thousands of years ago. It is more blessed to give than receive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in our charity, we put on a Christmas party for all of the people that we have been giving to every year. And our team just loves to put on the Christmas party because you know, and this is costing them, and a lot of them they're on low income themselves. They put a lot of effort in. They put a lot of time into it. And they just get a blessing from it. And it's a, it, um, it's a principle that Jesus put in or had in his own life, didn't he? When um, you know, he came not to be served but to serve and to give his life. That was the whole purpose of, of, of the life of Jesus was to give to others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go over to Psalms chapter 112. Psalms 112. And Mon, I might get you to read this one. Let me see if um, I can find it. Psalm 112. Yep. I have to admit, Lyle, if giving if re- <coughs> giving is more blessed than receiving, I'm I'm set for a big, big blessing today. Oh. Because today I'm giving away $50 billion. I, I see. It, I have it in front of me right now. Yes. Yeah, legit. 50, look at that. Fifty billion dollars. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. you should. Maybe you should. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's going to be the lucky recipient of uh, um, fifty billion dollars? My friend Caleb. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Fifty. Uh-huh. I mean, sure, it's Zimbabwean money, so it's probably worth ten bucks. But <laughs> 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 it is. You could actually go to Zimbabwe and spend this fifty billion dollar note. So yeah, I'm I'm set for some blessings, Lyle. <laughs> I think I think Caleb will be saving it up for his uh, for his next trip to. Uh, to Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I think I have one of those fifty billion notes. Yeah, I gave you one too. Somewhere, I'll have to spend it one of these <laughs> days. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yeah. Okay, so fifty billion dollars there. Uh, now, Mon, we were going to read from Psalms 100 and. Where were we? 112 and verse 5. What do you got for us there? Verse 5 says, A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Okay, so what is, what's, what's uh, a good man, a good person doing here? Uh, he's lending. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dealing graciously. Um, and he's guiding his affairs with discretion. So he's being discreet. He's being generous. So being what discreet. does it mean to be discreet? Um, well, to not be like a show pony, I suppose. All right, so there's a, there's, there's, there's a number of different uh, ways of looking at the word discreet, and I think that's probably the first way of doing it. Yep. The Bible has another passage that goes right along with this one where it says, don't yet let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. I mean left. I mean what? Yep. <laughs> Correct. Oh dear. Um, okay, so don't let your let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. What what is the what's Jesus talking about when he says that? A discretion. Discretion. Right. Absolutely. And so this is this is why one of the one of the reasons why we see and we actually admire people who do this mm-hmm. when you find out. Yes. And so recently, you know, it slipped out. It le- was leaked. That Keanu Reeves has mm-hmm. given away, you know, millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars to charity, and that he is one of the, uh, you know, one of the biggest um, 
philanthropic people of our time. Mm-hmm. But up until recently, and up until it leaked, nobody knew about it. Nobody knew. He didn't have his own charity yep. that he plastered his name all across. Mm-hmm. You know, the Keanu Reeves charity for helping children in India or whatever it might he be. Didn't, he didn't do like some sort of big public announcement and hand over a massive size check. He didn't hand over a check that was three metres long mm-hmm. to some particular charity in front of a million cameras. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, it just, you know, it leaked out and we were like, yeah, okay, that's He that's was impressive. just quietly doing good things. Just quietly doing and good things. And people really admire that. Yeah, indeed they do. Okay, so um, <clears throat> the Bible, we talked about this a long time ago, and the Bible is not wrong, that it, this is how a good man actually does it. Mm. Um, it's not about doing something like this for publicity. It is all about doing good in the world. And so discretion is, is an important thing right here. Um, we don't need to be bragging about, you know, the, uh, the, the size of the contribution we make. Um, we need to just be doing what is right and what is good because it is right and because it is good. Mm-hmm. And let God, you know, pour out his rewards in the future. Amen. Okay, so that's one part of discretion. There's another, there's another definition to discretion. And that is a, the, the definition which looks really at the concept of wisdom. Okay. So somebody who gives with wisdom. Okay. So you've got two kinds of generous people, some who are generous without wisdom and some who are generous with wisdom. How would you define the difference between the two? I don't know. I kind of look at it. I kind of look at it in the way that we, in, in, in the context of what we were talking about yesterday, where you have some people who give their um, they're good sort of willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. There's no organization to it, and I just sort of give to anything randomly, um, which is great and appreciated, but it doesn't do anything like as much good as if they had done it through a plan. Right, so they're not giving to where it can do the, the most good. Then you have those who will give from their heart without putting their brain in gear. Okay. Now, I appreciate the fact that they have a heart, but it comes down to this concept of, you know, you can give a man a fish and feed him for one meal, yes. or you can teach him to fish and he's fed for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so somebody gives from the heart and they see, you know, abject need and they just, oh, meet that instant need right here. And then the person is in just as much need five hours later as what they were. Right, Yeah. Rather than sitting back and saying, okay, if I do this properly, if I go through a recognized charity um, <clears throat> that's actually you know, got a plan in place to better these people's lives long term, I can actually have more effect. Indeed. Uh, so this is, you know, this is where wisdom needs to come in. And so often I've seen this where um, you see the kind of person that is dreadfully maimed, for instance, in a developing country and begging on the street and they are getting all of the income. And the other beggars on the street who are just as poor are getting nothing because they don't, they're not maimed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that then motivates people to maim their children so that they can get an income. And uh, if you then provide that person with you know, medical assistance or whatever it might be, you've just taken away their income. And you and I have had, both had experiences of this. We need to give with wisdom and discretion rather than just from our heart. We need to have our brain in gear when we give, and sometimes that can be really, really hard. Um, because you know some of the stories that you see, they just they just pull at your heartstrings, and you have to stop and think. Okay, what is the best way of helping uh, this particular person or this particular region? I'm thinking about um, 
<laughs> Paul Newman <laughs> and uh, and charity drives. You know, I'm looking at the difference between the wisdom there, where you know you have so many different entities that once a year will do some big push to raise funds, and then you'll have something <coughs> like um, you know Paul Newman who wanted to have a continuous way to raise funds even after he was gone, and so he created that line of salad dressings that when you buy them, a portion of the profit or maybe even 100% the profit goes to charity. And it's like... 100%. 100%. Of char- yeah. 100% the profit. We're getting so, confirmation on that from our producer. And uh, and it's just, it's a hugely popular line of salad dressings that people will be buying, have been buying for years and will be buying for years. And so there's a constant stream of revenue coming in versus, you know, I'm just thinking about the difference there. Like I'd never really thought about that before, like the intelligent giving versus not so intelligent giving. Yeah, and there was an individual once again who had access to large amounts of money and was able to set up a trust that would continue long after he died because it continues to see, receive massive amounts of money from royalties and so forth. And he's been able to do something with it and uh, make a mark on the world because of that. I do really appreciate when I can go to the supermarket and buy non-profit um, products that you know go to charity. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. We need to support those kind of things because if we do not support them, they will not be on our supermarket shelves. It's as simple as that. That's right. Um, so if you know of those kind of products, then, uh, yeah, let us know. That's uh, Mon's mentioned one. I'm sure there are many others out there, 1-800-324-843. We like to support good causes here on Faith FM. Let's go over to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus. Leviticus. We do not often go to the no. book of Leviticus when we are in our 20 million movement Bible study. In fact, people who read the Bible from cover to cover, I think this is the book where they struggle the most. Yeah, yeah, this is the bit where they give up. <laughs> Leviticus chapter... 25, and if you could start reading for us in verse 35. 25 and verse 35. Let me just get there. Okay. If one of your brethren becomes poor and falls into poverty among you, then you shall help him like a stranger or a sojourner that he may live with you. Um, through to verse 37. Take no usury or usury. Usury. Sorry, don't charge bad. him interest. Don't charge him interest. You got a you got a NLT there. Yeah, I it. might I might switch over to that. Title. <laughs> <If>, <laughs> it's um, been a while since I read that one on this show. Yeah, I love the LKJV with its usury. It's interesting how charging interest is called using people. It is, isn't it? In the Bible, yes. That's <laughs> very yeah. I think we should. I think we should change the word from interest. Because interest is kind of a positive word, like oh, we're taking an interest in you, we're giving you money and taking lots more back. Um, to usually, like yes, we're using, you. we are using you. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually what it is. Okay, redemption of the poor and enslaved. If one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and cannot support himself, support him as you would a foreigner or a temporary resident, and allow him to live with you. Do not charge interest or make a profit at his expense. Instead, show your fear of God by letting him live with you as your relative. Remember, do not charge interest on money you lend him or make a profit on food you sell him. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. Okay, do you know that in the in um, Jewish people in Israel, which are, you know, the most... Um, yeah, you know, Jewish people have this reputation of being able to make money. Right. It's, okay. it's their thing. Yeah. Um, every race has their thing, and this is definitely their thing. Jewish thing, yeah. And... Uh, um, but amongst themselves, Orthodox Jews do not charge interest. That's amazing. And they still do incredibly well as businessmen. Well, let's just say it's not it's not just their thing because they're magically born with it. It's their thing because they followed the biblical model. 
Okay, this is a really important principle that you're bringing up here. We wonder why it is that uh, Jewish people have this thing with uh, being able to make money. They follow they follow the Bible yeah. guidelines. So you want to be rich like the Jews? Follow what the Jews follow, and that's the Bible. Yep. Very simple formula right there. And they've had it for a very, very long time. Mm. Okay, so the, as the Bible says here, they do not charge interest to each other. Anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, this is Don Francisco. Um, give it for love. And you are listening to, as always, Faith FM. Give it for love, don't do it for show Give it in secret when no one will know For all that you have is a gift from above Like your Father in heaven, give it for love Do it for love, don't do it for show Smile when you're fasting so no one will know God is what you're thinking of For your Father in heaven Do it for love Worship in truth Don't do it for show Pray all alone Where no one will know Let your words be few For I know what you need And take time to listen Take time to hear Back, guys. That was uh, Don Francisco with Give It For Love. You listen to Faith FM. We are going to have a... Another clue for the quiz. Yes. How, uh, many, how many quizzes have we gone through so far? This is the fourth one. We're on the fourth <laughs> one. Is this a record for us yet? <laughs> if someone answers this, it'll be a record. Okay, so if you, if you can answer this, you will be a record breaker here on Faith FM. Okay, okay. So what number of my quiz? Clue number two. Pharaoh's cupbearer had a dream where he saw a vine with this number of branches. So a vine with this number of branches. Give us a call. Lyle still has it wrong, uh, which is very entertaining to me. Um, 
Uh, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can win the prize. You can win the fourth prize of the show today. I'm, I'd be so delighted if I could give away four prizes. Actually, double prizes. Actually, we had double prizes last time, so it's one, two, three, four. If I could give away six prizes today, I'll be so, so very, very happy, happy, happy. Um, Lyle, speaking of prizes. Yes. The biggest prize in Faith FM history, uh, our Alpine holiday at the Jindabyne Lodge is being given away at the end of our run, which is October 12th. Uh, so anyone can enter this, anyone at all. Just give us a call. We give, we've given one of these holidays away before. We're giving away another one again now. Uh, give us a call. It's very simple. All you need to do is tell us your name and number. We'll stick your hat name in the hat, and then we're going to draw name out of that hat and tell you who it won. To tell you who won, man, I'm so, I'm so excited about this holiday, I can't even talk anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Alpine Holiday at the Jindabyne Lodge uh, there in Jindabyne. Beautiful location, just staring up a mountain, um, just animals and wildlife and the flora. Oh, it's beautiful, uh, beautiful location, beautiful venue as well. Your accommodation is really nice, beautiful uh, tower, lookout tower um, above the, the kitchen area, the, the dining area. It's a really wonderful place. Um, just give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, you can be in the draw to win that. doesn't require you to do anything other than call us at any time, any time at all throughout the show, and give us your details. While someone's been messaging me um, in the song break there, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you want to save this for the question of the day or if maybe you want to talk about it now as it regards our um, Bible study. They said, can you please tell me what the Jewish system is? My mother is listening as well, and she also wants to know. She thinks it might start with the letter D. I don't know the actual name for it, whether that's, <coughs> there's a particular name that is given to it, but uh, it's it's a fairly detailed system. It's not something that I could um, actually work through without putting together a, a Bible study on it, mm-hmm. But because there are many different principles to it that are found you know, right through the Old Testament. Okay. There are some basic principles, though, like not charging interest um, to, you know, to other people of the same faith. There is um, so you've, you know, you've got basic principles like that. You've got uh, the principle of tithing, which is a principle of returning a tenth to the work of God. You have the principle of free will offerings, and typically a Jewish person will return about five percent. So ten percent is a tithe, and about five percent was uh, free will offerings. Then you have a second tithe, um, which was kind of like a free will tithe. That would take place sometimes on a yearly basis, um, and sometimes it would follow the jubilee cycle. Um, <clears throat> so there was a whole system of giving. There was a whole system of providing for the poor. There is a whole system of providing a safety net for the down and outers, and then a system for getting them back on their feet again. And so, for instance, if somebody was down and out, they could sign up to work for you for room and board for um, you know anywhere up to six years or so. Uh, but that at the end of that, you had to send them away with the necessary items for them to to make a fresh start in life, you know, set up their own small business and away they go. Unfortunately, the Bible uses the word slave to describe that kind of person, but they weren't actually a slave at all. Um, that wasn't the case. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a whole, it's, it's quite a system that is uh, definitely well worth looking into, but it's a system of generosity. And it's a system based on the Bible, so really just yeah. read your Bible. And, you know, you look at the really generous people that have existed, like uh, one of the greatest stories about, you know, Christian businessmen that I've ever read was the story of R.G. Latorno, who uh, was a major industrialist uh, in the United States, particularly during the Second World War era. You know, the majority of the machines that were used 
by the United States military in the Second World War, he wasn't a pacifist, were, uh, were built by Latorno. And so you can only imagine how much money he made. And, he, you know, he started off by returning 10% of his income. He finished off by returning 90% of his income uh, simply because he just, he just came to the conclusion you just can't outgive God and did a tremendous amount of good in so many different parts of the world. Uh, just, a, just an awesome testimony. And so generosity is a blessing to every person who can experience it. Yeah, any person who's involved with it, giving or receiving. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Let's go over to Psalms chapter 119, please, Mon. Psalms 119. We're going to look at some of these more, some more of these principles here. Um, Psalms Longest 119, book in the verse Bible. 36. 36. Okay, let me find that. Here we go. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Amen. Now, that's an interesting one because law isn't always the kind of thing that we are super eager about. Right? Yeah, it's no. like, oh, I'm going out <laughs> driving today and I'm so eager to experience road law. Keep some laws today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go out today and keep, keep some, some laws. laws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the police would be very happy with us if we had that attitude. <laughs> they would, they would. We'd put them out of a job and they'd be able to um, <laughs> retire. spend a little bit more time down at the, down at the donut shop. Do they do that in Australia? Oh, no. I don't think that's an Australian thing. No, it's not. Um, but, yes, this is uh, – it's, it's an unusual statement there that we will be excited about your law, but God's law is a law of morality. Yes. And a converted person is someone who is excited to experience and to practice morality. It's really that simple. And also, because the Lord speaks about God's character and God's love, like, why wouldn't you want to spend more time in that? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a trans. God's law is a transcript of His character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about how to love God and how to love each other. So why wouldn't we meditate on it, as the Bible says, every day? Second um, Corinthians chapter eight, Mon. We've got a bunch of Bible verses we're going to get through here if we can find time for them all. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve to fifteen. If you are following along, if you are a passenger in a car, you can look that up. If you are driving, yeah. Don't look it up while you're driving. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over and those who gathered only a little had enough. It's very good principles for giving. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think some people might tend to the extreme and think you have to give everything away. But it's like if you give to the detriment of your own family, your own self, you know, you give your house away so you're not going to And then people have to start to give to you. Yeah, that's right. That it doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't help anything. Yeah. And this is where discretion comes in again. Right. Intelligent and, giving. Uh, intelligent giving. That's right. And the Bible always supports intelligent giving. All right, First John chapter 3. Uh, no, let's go to First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. So that's First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. Yeah, let me see if I can. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they'll be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for their future so they may experience true life. There you go. Okay, so um, 
the Bible here speaks about experiencing true life. life. Mm. You know, the Bible says that Jesus came. He says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Bible speaks so much about generosity and giving, which is kind of um, counterintuitive to having uh, lots of wealth. But, you know, when you look at the principles that Jesus lays down, there is definitely a blessing to be received by being generous. And
Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. And I'm sure, like me, at some time you have asked these questions. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that points to a God of reason, science, love, and hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? You can hear Peter Watts starting Saturday, October 19th. 7 p.m. Erina Room at Erina Fair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7 p.m. Erina Room at Erina Fair. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation, purchase of God Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood This is my story, this is my song Raising my Savior all the day long This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long Visions of rapture now burst at my side Perfect submission, perfect delight Angels descending, bring from above Echoes of mercy, whispers of love This is my story, this is my song Savior, I'm happy and blessed 
Listening to Anna Weather up with Blessed Assurance here on Faith FM. We have come to our question of the day time, but before we do, we are trying to break a record here. We've got a tough quiz, uh, but we've already had three of them answered. We're trying to get a fourth one answered this morning. What have you got for us there, Mon? Okay, so what number am I? Uh, this is really hard again. <laughs> Clue number three the number of men sent by Cornelius to find Peter. I like the look of panic in your eyes, Lyle. You're up to the third clue and you still don't know. Oh, no, you're wrong. You're so wrong. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Lyle keeps writing down guesses on his notepad and he keeps getting them wrong. (laughs) So you're up to clue number three on this quiz and there's still double prizes available. Please, somebody, we need to get this fourth quiz answered for the day. Yeah, you're going to have to dig your Bible out and do a bit of research. The story of Cornelius you will find in Acts chapter 10. I'm going to tell you right now, even the next clue is hard. Only the last clue really gives it away. But Lyle, mm-hmm. uh, in the song break, uh, one of our listeners has texted through and said that the the Jewish word for charity slash philanthropic giving is, uh, I don't know what, can you pronounce that? Because I sure can't. Uh, no, I can't. Zedeka. Zedeka. And it starts with a T and then it has a Z. Yes. And then an E. We need to find somebody in the office here who speaks Hebrew who can uh, um, <coughs> pronounce that one for us. Zedeka. Zedeka. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I'd call it Zedeka. Okay. Let's I'd miss just, the T. I'll just call it Deka because I'm Aussie. Um, <laughs> I Deka, mate. Um, <laughs> okay, so Lyle, time for question of the day. Yes. Uh, where's your phone? Right Let there. me videotape this. Uh, this is a great question that's come through from one of our listeners. Uh, if you have a question, give us a call. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, also the same number if you uh, have an answer for that quiz. Question of the day today, Lyle, is this. Why does the Bible use the, the title Lord, in brackets, Master, when referring to Jesus himself or in reference to the Godhead collectively, but is not used as a title for the Father or the Holy Spirit individually? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, what you'll find is that uh, throughout the Bible, uh, Lord often or typically is used to, to as a reference to Jesus Christ. Um, it is also a reference to used in reference to the Father and to the Holy Spirit. 
much less so to the Holy Spirit than to the other two, and of course the Godhead collectively. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, the first one comes from the story of Abraham, and this is one where you'll find God the Father being referred to as Lord. And so in this story, here's what happens. Jesus comes down to this earth, so the Son comes down to this earth, and Jesus is on earth. You can start the story in uh, chapter 18 and verse 1. The Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre as he sat in the door of his tent in the middle of the day. So Jesus and two angels turn up. Uh, they have a conversation together. They have a meal together. And then the angels go down to the city of Sodom to rescue Lot and his family. And Jesus stays there with Abraham. And they continue to converse backwards and forwards. And they go out onto a mountain place. They're looking down across the plain. And uh, Jesus reveals to Abraham that he is going to destroy the city of Sodom. And they have this conversation together, and Abraham's like, well, if there's 50 righteous people, will you destroy it? No. What about 40? No. What about you know 30? And he works his way down through that list um, so that... Uh, and, as, and as he does, you know, goes on working his way down through that list, you've got... Um, the number gets smaller and smaller and smaller until Abraham stops because, like, okay, you know, there's got to be at least there's got to be at least five righteous people down there. Well, it happens that there isn't, um, and so then what happens is that Jesus, who is here on this earth, the Bible says, in the presence of Abraham, he's here on this earth. <clears throat> the Bible says in uh, where are we here? Chapter nineteen and verse twenty four. The Bible says, Then the Lord, so that's Jesus, rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah and brimstone and fire from. So he's raining it down on this earth from somebody. Well, who's he raining it from? The Bible says, The Lord, which is in heaven. So you've got one Lord on earth, one Lord in heaven. Both of them are referred to as the Lord. One is the Father, one is the Son. Okay, so the Bible, and we could look at other examples similar to that, but the Bible calls the Father Lord as well. In the book of Revelation, you'll find that the Holy Spirit is often referred to as the seven spirits of God. That does not mean that there are seven different Holy Spirits. There is one Holy Spirit. Seven is a number of completeness. And if you look at the symbol in the sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, it was one candlestick with seven branches. And so you find in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is described as having seven different aspects. And Isaiah chapter 11 lists the different aspects. And what you'll find is that when you look at the seven-branch candlestick, you had the one candlestick in the center, the one branch that was a little bit taller than the others um, to emphasize its importance. So one of them is going to be more important than the other aspects. And it lists it in Isaiah chapter 11 and uh, verse 2. The very first one is mentioned is the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the Lord. Um, and then you've got the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of fear of the Lord. Um, and so you've got seven different aspects that are listed here, but the most, the primary one is the Spirit of the Lord because that is showing the divinity of the Holy Spirit, and that's why the candlestick was depicted in that way. So there are um, a number of places in the Bible where both the Father and the Son are referred to as the Lord. If you have a question, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Shake your chains to the earth. Rise up with the dawn Oh, my soul mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. 
living prayer And we never walk alone Oh, 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 oh. Lift up Take back your sight And shake your chains to the earth Oh, 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 my soul Welcome back, guys. That was Daniel Martin Moore with Oh My Soul here on Faith FM. And we kind of almost thought he'd finished in the middle, but he hadn't. Anyway, we're about to give something away with the Bible. I've decided to pick an odd one, Lyle. The new Bible cure for diabetes. Yep. <laughs> I thought, do you know what? Why not? Someone out there might be struggling with their health. Might be struggling with some diabetes. I like this idea. Let's just go with a rando. The new Bible cure for diabetes. Ancient diabetes truth, is a toothless tiger. It absolutely. Adult onset diabetes absolutely. is a toothless tiger. Nobody needs to have it. If it's a choice to have. If you had to pick a disease, diabetes would be it because it is so 100% reversible. Yeah. Ancient truths, natural remedies, and the latest findings for your health today. This is written by Dr. Don Colbert. This is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, this book, if you're suffering from diabetes or you know someone from suffering from diabetes, you want to get this book. It's concise. It's easy to read. It's a wealth of information um, to help you win your battle uh, with high blood sugar. Um, it's it's incredible book. It, it talks about warning symptoms as well that you must not ignore just in case you're wondering if you might be uh, 
close or, you know, if someone in your family has it, you're wondering how that all works, uh, how to fight back and win against diabetes. It also has a weight loss um, diet that you can uh, live with uh, in this book and important information about the use of natural supplements. Uh, so you want to be healthy. God wants you to be healthy. And, uh, and this wonderful book, which has helped so many people, is available totally for free right now. Just give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. First person through will win. Uh, we'll just get a copy of The New Bible Cure for Diabetes. Lyle's had another stab at the quiz, and he's gotten it right. So that, but there is still the quiz prize available. I'm going to give you one last clue. The number, excuse me, the number of gates on each of the four sides of the holy city, the New Jerusalem. Or the number of men Nebuchadnezzar commanded to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Hmm. Although one more extra one appeared. So yeah, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We'll see you tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. You have a blessed, grateful day. Take care.